good and wonderful Father, Lord, who has given us all good gifts. Lord, as we come before your word today, Lord, we know we cannot understand what you have spoken to us unless the same Spirit inspired these words would inspire us again. Lord, breathe your Holy Spirit upon us in our hearts and in our minds and in our souls that we may hear, that we may read and understand your good and perfect will for our lives today. Father, bless this holy reading of your holy word. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 to 15. Listen now to the word of the Lord. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God, who is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, he has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of the service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. By their approval of the service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others. While they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God upon you. Thanks be to God. For his inexpressible gift. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So here you are at the cusp of the greatest celebration, the greatest holiday of our entire year. Christmas is, for many reasons, the most famous. And Christmas is famous for many, many unique things, right? You got the, the Christmas songs, we've got the Christmas lights, we've got Christmas parties. We got a Christmas Santa Claus, and of course we can't forget Hallmark movies, right? That one of the main features of Christmas is a good Hallmark movie. But the most famous, the most, what is Christmas is most famous for than anything else, hands down, it's the presents. That's what makes Christmas so famous. That's what makes it so unique. The presents, the gifts, the amount of gifts we give. I mean, that's why kids love it so much. I and mean, that's kind of why I like it a lot. That's why retailers like it so much, right? It fattens up that bottom line, gets them into the profit for a year. Now, I know as Christians, we always try to temper, like, the out-of-control gift-giving that happens around Christmas time, right? We're always the ones trying to reason, make people remember the reasons to celebrate, which we should do. But it seems, despite our best efforts, What's the number one thing of the holiday this year, as in all the years, is the presents. It's the gifts that end up dominating the season. 
Now, normally, of course, this is the time where the preacher gets up and talks about all the ways that this has gone wrong and we need to remember the real reason, which is right. We do need to remember the real reason of Christmas. But personally, I have no problem with gifts. I love giving presents. I think giving presents is great. I think it's a fantastic tradition. In fact, if I had more money and if I had more time, I would give even more presents. And I'm, and I'm serious, if I had the time to do the shopping and the money to do the shopping, I would get every single person I know a present, and I would make it a really good present too. See, what I don't like, what I do object to, is giving presents in, well, let's call it giving presents in a vacuum, right? Not knowing why we are giving the presents. Now, it's okay to give presents for no reason sometimes. I think that's great, to give, give a little present here and there just because, just because you love someone, just because you want to be generous. There's nothing wrong with that. What I'm talking about is giving presents for no reason where there is all the excess and all the pressure that we put on ourselves and the holiday puts on us and our culture puts on us to do all this excessive, wild, extravagant giving for no reason at all. And I think that is what our modern-day Christmas has turned into. We go out and do all this buying. We spend all kinds of money. Some families go into debt, sometimes a large amount of debt, in order to keep up with this frenzy of buying that takes over us every single year. And we do it, really, for no reason. Oh, they'll say something like, well, it's the season of giving. But I don't know if they can really explain what they mean by the season of giving. Well, let me, let me explain a little more what I mean. Okay, gifts are always been used to celebrate great holidays. Anytime you want to celebrate something big, well, there's two ways you always celebrate. First of all, it's food. Okay, we always celebrate with food. And if the holiday is big enough, then you use gifts. And this is a very old tradition. This goes back thousands of years, and there's a reason why all of our major holidays have some sort of gifts involved. Not just Christmas. We give them for birthdays, we give them for anniversaries, we give them for Valentine's Day, and, and to a certain extent we do for Easter. But if you notice, the minor holidays have no gifts exchange. We don't give gifts for President's Day. We don't exchange gifts for Columbus Day or Arbor Day. And even though Fourth of July is a big one, it's still a minor one because there are no gifts involved. You see, gifts have always been a sign of celebration. But you see, you're not giving it just for the sake of gifts. You're not going out with a frenzy of gift buying and wrapping them and putting them under a tree for no particular reason at all. There is a reason behind the gifts, as in you're celebrating something bigger than just gifts. And see, this, this is where Christmas has messed up. See, now, now we all know Christmas is a Christian holiday. I mean, you can't really even think about the word without realizing it is a Christmas holiday. The word Christmas is from Christ Mass. It was the Mass that they spoke in the old Roman Catholic calendar to celebrate the birth of Christ. It was the Christ Mass. So we literally have religion and the Christian religion involved in it. But our culture is a secular culture. We want to take the religion out of it. We want to take the Christ out of it, but somehow 
we want to keep it into Christmas. We want to keep the traditions. We want to keep the parties. And, well, we especially want to keep the gifts, but somehow take Christ out of it. So what, I would ask, what are we celebrating? If we've taken Christ out of Christmas, what exactly are we celebrating here? Why are we putting the tree up? Why are we lighting the lights? Why are we having the parties? And why, especially, are we giving the gifts? Now, some will fall back and say, well, we're celebrating the holidays. Well, what they don't realize is holiday is religious as well. Have you thought about where the word holiday comes from? It means holy day. That's what a holiday is. So we can't say we're celebrating at a holiday because we're trying to take all religion out of our culture. So what are we celebrating? We're celebrating winter. Yeah, we're celebrating it gets really cold. We get frostbitten and our electric bill shoots up really high. I don't know if I want to celebrate that. So some will say, well, what we're celebrating is the spirit of goodwill and giving. That's what we celebrate. Well, then I would ask, where does the spirit come from? If it's a spirit of goodwill and giving, are we worshiping this spirit? Because if we're worshiping a spirit, that sounds like a religion to me. But no, no, they'll say, no, no, no. We're celebrating the spirit in man and in human beings to give. We're celebrating the spirit of generosity among all humankind. So am I celebrating myself? Am I celebrating now my own generosity? Is that why we're giving gifts, to celebrate my generosity? It's nice to meet you. I'm very awesome. And uh, here's a gift to celebrate that. You're welcome. And so Christmas has gotten to this point where we're stuck in this contradiction. It's this holy day. It's a Christ-centered day. And we want to keep it, but we don't want to, we want to try to push it out. So we're celebrating, but we've forgotten why we celebrate, and we're just still doing it. It's this contradiction. I don't think that can last very long, but we can't seem able to give it up because it's so fun. And everybody enjoys it so much. Now, all of you should know why we give. Everybody should hear, sitting here today should know why we give. And actually, there, there's two big reasons why we give today. And the first is the obvious one. We give to celebrate the birth of Christ. The biggest reason to celebrate. And it is the biggest holiday on the calendar for very, very good reason. Because before Christ came, the world languished in darkness. And he came as the light of the world to give us the hope, to give us the peace, to give us the joy. All those things that we celebrate and talk about when we light this Advent candle. All those came into this world through the work and the person of Jesus Christ. That's a huge reason to celebrate. In fact, as much as we realize how much it is to celebrate this, we don't even begin to scratch the surface of knowing what exactly happened when Jesus came into the world. And if we did know it, if we had just, just a bigger hint of it at all, then I think we would celebrate every single day without ending. But there's another reason we give. There's another reason we give, and this is the giving all year long type of giving. And that's because God has given us so much. This passage I read to you in Corinthians is all about giving. And it tells us why we should give. And in verse 11, 
Paul said, you have been enriched in every way so that you may be generous in every way. You have been enriched in every way so that you may be generous in every way. So the reason God gave to you, the reason why he enriched you is not so you could just keep it what he gave you. It's not so you could hoard it. It's not so you could build it up for yourself. It's not so you could show it off. The reason why he gave it to you is that so you could be generous. The reason why he gave you so much and gave you so many gifts is so you could be generous. Now there is a certain amount that he gives us that is for our upkeep. It is for our daily bread, for our houses, for our, our cars, and to provide for ourselves and our children. But he's enriched you, as in given you more than you need, given you an excess. He has lavished upon you so you might be generous, so you could take the abundance that he gave you and share it with others. And as Paul notes, a great things happens when we give. When we take out of the abundance and give to others, it produces thanksgiving to God. That when we give, and when we give in the name of our Lord, when we give in the name of Christ, it glorifies Him because when people receive it, they thank God for their gift. And so you worship God in a most profound way by giving to others. We don't give to celebrate us. We don't give to celebrate our own generous spirit. We give to celebrate him who gave us everything, even his own son. And when we give, it produces thanksgiving. Now notice he says, you have been enriched in every way. And that means enriched in more ways than money. Because when we think about being enriched, we just think about money. But it says you have been enriched not in just one way, not in just money wealth. You have been enriched in every way. You have been given more than just money. And being enriched in every way, we also give in other ways other than just money. If he only enriched us in one way, then it would be very clear that some people have been enriched a lot more than others. But there's many ways he enriches us. He does enrich us with wealth. He enriches us with strengths. He enriches us with talents. He enriches us sometimes with, with large families. And every single one of us has been enriched, at least in some way, probably in many ways. But we all have some way that God has enriched us, and as he enriches us, he expects us to be generous. I think Ivy was a great example of that just a few moments ago. You can tell, man, God has enriched her. Wow. And enriching her, she's been generous. And she shared it with all of us. In whatever way you have been enriched, you should give. No, in every way that you have been enriched, you should give. And it's okay to take that enrichment and make money for yourself or make a life for yourself or provide for yourself. But if he has enriched you in any way, then you must give. And the way that he's enriched you the most is the way that you should give the most. All of us have been given some money, some wealth. We live in America here, the richest nation, not only in the world, this is the richest nation in the history of human civilization. And so we all have the ability to give of some of that, to give what we can. And those who have been given more should be 
should give more because they have been enriched more. The same principle applies in however God has enriched you. Whatever gift, whatever talent, whatever that he has given you that other people necessarily can't do as well as you can, you're not meant to sit on it. You're not meant to hide it. You're not meant to stick it under a bushel. You're supposed to share it. And whatever way he's enriched you, you are to be generous in that way. He's also enriched us in grace. And so we should be generous in grace. He's enriched us in forgiveness. And so we share forgiveness. He's enriched us with the good news of Jesus Christ. And that is why we do evangelism. And we share the good news of Jesus Christ because we have been enriched in it. And in this season, he has enriched you with joy. So we share the joy with others. So I've got a unique solution for this culture that has become too commercial and has all this rampant giving without knowing why. I don't think the solution is for us to stop giving. I think our solution is to give more. But not just at Christmas, to give all during the year. And not just the money, but in every way that God has enriched us, that we are generous with those around us. And that we can outdo the culture around us in giving. We can shame the culture around us by how generous we are and how much we give. And we give for all the right reasons and in all the ways that we can give. There's no better way to celebrate God's gift than generosity. There's no better way to celebrate the coming of his son than to give. Mm -hmm.